Welcome to the Plebeian Power Hour with your hosts, Tipper and Kim. And today we're going to be talking about uh, Korea and some recent uh, developments or inflammatory actions and words taken by North Korea. Yes, this was my idea. Because I came across an article that said that Korea had been shooting into their buffer zone. And I was like, oh my gosh, because you know me, I'm always like, oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) But there's so many war things going on right now that I was like, I have tinfoil hat conspiracy theories and Korea plays into those, North Korea. So I'm like, oh my goodness, I am ready to like jump in and see what is actually going on in the Korean Peninsula because something is up. So I deep. No, I did not. I very surface dove, but for a lot, like, there's a lot of stuff. I say, mine was mostly, you know, surface stuff, and I was looking into, you know, like, some of the history, but a lot of it was kind of, all right, what, what were these recent things that happened? I looked for so long that my legs hurt from sitting. <laughs> I don't think that happens to me very I say, often. I can sit for so long, that doesn't <laughs> happen to me. <laughs> I was doing squats in front of my computer just to get that blood going. It's like, oh my gosh. And my husband, he was like, because I'm like, guess what? Guess what I found? Guess what I found? And he's like, okay. (laughs) And I couldn't go to sleep last night. I was done researching by 1030. I did not fall asleep till like 130 because I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Because I just had so much adrenaline, which is funny because I don't think anything that I'm about to tell you really requires that much adrenaline. It was just, I was just going. And I was like super hyper-focused. I was in. And then I couldn't come down for See, and hours. I was kind of the, the opposite. As I started reading some of this stuff, and I thought, there we go again. <laughs> same old, same old. But there is some different stuff. Like, there's, oh, yeah. there's been some escalations. And so there is a bit of history, obviously. You had the Korean War and North and Korea, South Korea kind of split. And they have that 38th parallel. And, and uh, North Korea was had their government put in by Russia, or at the time, or, USSR. And, and with the help of China. So China oh. helped them out in the Korean War to, um, you know, essentially that's what made it at the 38th parallel, yes. is the U.S. had gone back and pushed the, you know, the communists back to essentially oh, the China's border. I am thinking border, of but... World War Two. That's where I'm, but, I messed up. But anyway. So you've so got the you, communists up in the top in yep. North Korea, and you've got the... Republic, Republic of Korea yes. in the and South. They have official names. And stupid me, I didn't even know they had official names. So the bottom, South Korea, is not actually called South Korea. It's called the Republic of Korea. Yeah. And North Korea is called the Democratic People's Republic of Korea, which is hilarious. It sounds like... guess which one's not really Democratic? I know. <laughs> There's a part of me that starts thinking that, you know, anybody using the term, you know, democratic is, is just lying to you, but <laughs> because it's the same thing in, yes. in China is, uh-huh. you know, they have, uh, the democratic people, democratic people. Mm-hmm. And, and then in, you know, North Korea, the democratic people, Republic of Korea. And so you got these, you know, two parties that, that really have, I mean, they Nothing haven't really been coming. fighting, but they have not been friendly since after the Korean War. Like, it, there has been almost if no instance of friendliness. If you go back to 2016, there's, there's a good camaraderie in 2016. They make a lot of rules 
where they say, okay, we're going to maybe even look for reunification. They start these organizations where they have, they build buildings and they say, okay, we're all going to meet here and talk about how we're going to work together. And they did. They did. And I know this because two days ago, Korea of the North quit all of those programs. Yeah. And said they're not going to do any of those anymore. So that is how I know they exist. <laughs> and, and so both of them were talking about like reunification. And yep. both of them were like, we're going to reunify, you know, reunify and we'll be the one. You know, we'll use our form of government as the form of government. So, but I have to say, I don't know how you sit there as North Korea when you can't even feed your people and say, I have the better government. When you look at the twice populated down below that has like actual infrastructure and things like that and be like i'm better i'm better look at this i still drive a horse and I, I think it's just the the human nature thing and and it what the be. this is and, what i really believe and the kims are crazy the, the leadership the, in north korea are crazy yeah which is hilarious because my name is also kim also a little bit crazy but i think <laughs> like kim jong i think might be the whole name like the family kim. name so it's like mm. kim jong un kim jong il no. kim jong it's when you go back, Is they have different Kim? names because the uh, first person who was put in over North Korea is Kim Sung. Okay, that Sung. actually sounds right. And and he's put in. And I have to be honest, when I was going through all of this, I'll just tell you at the beginning because I was going to save this for the end. But I'm like the audacity of this man to be in this position to say that he is going to threaten everybody with nuclear weapons when his dad dad was put in after world war ii and he's like no we are north korea we are korea and i'm like dude you've only been there since 1946 like what like it's good for you but know that know that uh you are taking a whole lot of this on for only being in there for what is that 80 years like but but at the same time what i really believe with some of is that they they do think, you know, like, this is the better And they think they way. are the Korea. Because before World War II ended, Japan was ruling Korea for, oh, God, 40 years? It was, it was 1910 or 1905 or something like that when Japan took over Korea. So... Uh. <laughs> right, but I, I think basically their argument would be is like, well, we're the ones who stepped up and organized the Korean people. Yeah, a really is terrible. Is that that's going to be their argument? And they're not going to consider themselves terrible. I'm obviously anti-North Korea. Well, there is kind of a joke about about it, and it's um, imagine we did an experiment and we took a group of people and we split half of them and made them communists and half of them capitalists, and then we checked on it 70 years later, and then they show a picture of the Koreans from Peninsula. space, and the mm-hmm. top half right. is dark, and the mm-hmm. bottom half is all, and I just think, like, true. there's some there's some really amusing, funny <laughs> stuff with there's, that. There's another meme that goes around, and it says, lists of successful socialist countries, and there's no <laughs> Because the only reason China is successful as a communist country is because they are a communist capitalist country. Right. So, and, mm-hmm. and this is where I just think communism isn't the right word. Mm-hmm. They like to say that they're communist, no, they're but they're fascist. Capitalist. They're, yeah, they are that fascist. Is, true. is what they Authoritarian, are. Authoritarian, maybe. So, people, what, what people don't understand with fascism is that uh, 
the, the way that the Germans did fascism and the Italians did fascism was the Italians said that we're basing our fascism off of the Roman Catholic Church. That That's yeah. what they said, is we're going to take their, t- that's going to be what we teach and everybody's going to teach it. But the guy who came up with fascism, Mussolini, mm-hmm. he said that what fascism is, is you take, if, if fascists or whatever, it was a symbol of power in, in ancient Rome. And it was like a group of sticks around an axe sort of thing. But he's like, what this is, is this is, we have a, a very powerful structure that's going to decide how everything works. And it's going to decide how, you know, schools function and how media function. And, and everybody's going to get behind and do this. And we're basing ours off of this ideology. And so everybody thinks that's the only way fascism works. But fascism is just power of the state to force everybody to kind of walk the same line. Which and and I that's can what China does. Why they think that's a good idea. I super don't think it's a good idea but um i feel like what makes china communist at all is the fact that the government essentially owns every single business. right but that's not different than fascism like you can go read no. the fascism thing and that's what they're saying is the government will get to decide how businesses work how mm. everything works and and so it is i i would say true though i don't think china is communist and, and, I, and I do think that they have but some communist sort of principles where they, and, and, and this is one of the things that I just think, I, I think we say a lot about, you know, things about China because I, you know, I'm not a big authoritarian person, obviously, uh, but they will do things that will say, okay, let's help out these poor people and we'll take money from here and put it over here. China and so they that. do some of that socialist sort of thing. So it's not that they don't have any socialist or communist things it's just that they decided that that capitalism i think it was back in like the 80s where they said yeah you know what we're doing isn't working so let's switch it up and it made them the hugest economy in the world yeah or close to i think they're just underneath but it's because i think i I think the line is now fuzzy (laughs) is the problem because they they deflate their numbers so that they are cheaper products and so i think that they have probably surpassed the united states yeah, and I've seen different things that says the U.S. is ahead, and I've been, seen things that says China's ahead. But I, I, what I think is we're now at the point where the line is so blurry that you could argue either way. I'm going to pull us back to North Korea. Though. Okay. <laughs> so in September of 2023, and this is going to go like a timeline, so brace yourselves like a timeline because I got myself this <laughs> timeline. In September of 2023, some interesting things started happening in North Korea. So North Korea makes this statement and they are like, hey, we're going to do preemptive nuclear strikes if we want to, which is just, okay, I'm going to have to go back to the 80s to explain why North Korea is the way that it is. So in the 80s, you still have um, Kim Sung as the leader of North Korea. And so he's been the leader during the Korean War. He's the guy who's been in since World War II ended. Okay, so what happens is he's still mad at South Korea. He still is angry that they're not united. And there is an airline flight that leaves Bangladesh or something. I don't remember where it leaves. And it heads over to Thailand. 
And unbeknownst to everyone there, there were two people from North Korea on that flight. They put a bomb in the overhead compartment. They get off in Thailand and then, I'm wrong, they get off at the United Arab Emirates and then the plane explodes on its way to Thailand. Because then after Thailand, it's going to Korea. And it's going to South Korea, which means it's filled with South Korean people. And this story is crazy. So everybody on that plane dies. I don't know how they knew how everybody died. But they go and they get these two people who were operatives for this flight. So it was in 1988. Um, They find the two operatives. They were in Bahrain, and when they find them, they both take cyanide capsules that were hidden in the cigarettes that they had. Uh This could be a movie all its own. The man dies. The woman survives. She doesn't die, and then she confesses to everything. And she's sentenced to death, but then she is pardoned by the South Korea president, Ra Tae-woo, because he claimed that she'd been brainwashed by North Korea and that the leader of North Korea was responsible. And this ends up putting them on the terrorist list for the world. They are now a terrorist organization, which is why they have all of these sanctions. Because sometimes I'm like, why do they? I did not remember that they are a terrorist, considered a terrorist organization. Since this has happened, there have been two new leaders, right? Because you have Kim Jong Il, and then Kim Jong Un, who is in right now. But so they've been considered a terrorist state this entire time. So I remember when I was that's young, a long time to consider somebody a terrorist. State. I thought so too until this guy's a wacko. <laughs> so it's like no, no, it's it's best. So you're a libertarian though, so you might have different thoughts of this. So. What happens after, also in September, is Kim Jong-un takes a trip to Russia. Now, Russia's already having issues. They have a war in Ukraine. They're getting chummy with China. They already have BRICS, the, where they're trying to flip the United States dollar out from being the one that's the predominant currency in the world. And they're trying to have this BRICS organization that does not use American currency. So... Kim Jong-un visits Russia, and they are assuming at the time, and I'm reading the news from North Korea, so I'm reading their articles, sorry, South Korea. I was going to (laughs) say. Not reading the North Korean news. (laughs) Everything's sunny and happy, and everyone is fed. (laughs) Just kidding. So they assume it's a weapons deal, but they have no proof. We have now found out that that it was true. So... (laughs) Um, While he was there, he visits the Russia's warplanes, finds out all about their warplanes, is shown missiles, and he visited the aquarium. Oh, Oh, nice. Right? Oh, I'm here. (laughs) And then in October, according to the New York Times, in October, the United States has evidence that 1,000 containers of military munitions and equipment leave North Korea And head to Russia. (laughs) So we have spy satellites. At this time, I did not know, but neither of the Koreas have spy satellites at this time. At that time. Yes, which is only October of last year. And it is now January. And now Now North Korea has one. Which I have lots of comments about. (laughs) Because 
I'll just skip ahead. So one of the things that they do in the next couple of weeks of this timeline is they shoot off their first missile into space. Not missile. What is it? Rocket. Rocket into space. And it has their first spy satellite. And I was like, I bet he is like us when we got Google Earth for the first time or Google Maps and you get the satellite view and you're like, oh, my gosh, look at this. Look at this. Except for really, he could just go to Google Maps already. <laughs> well, he's like, I think that's why he's amping up his crazy is he's like, look at that. <gasps> look at that. Because it's it's real time. So he knows where all the ships are and he knows where all the stuff yeah. is. And he's, I think that's what's gotten him crazy is he's so excited. Well, I, I just think he kind of started a little crazy. So, uh, Oh, yeah. I, but I what I think is that he wants to be, you know, like he wants North Korea to be a big, respectable, you know, country. Well, and so now he's got this satellite, which mm-hmm. not every country does. And 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 he's overcompensating for the fact that he's a crappy leader. And so he's just being like, oh, well, look how cool this is. Because one of the sanctions that they have on Korea right now that he's breaking is he's not allowed to build his munitions. He's not allowed to send anything to Russia. He's not allowed to... Uh, create any nuclear weapons on top of what they already have. See, and that's the stuff that always amuses me, is imagine you live in a country and they're like, well, we're allowed to have nuclear weapons. You're not. That is why I looked it up, and it's because they are a terrorist state, but they also are getting food in exchange for following these rules because they cannot feed their whole country. So they get hundreds of millions of dollars in food aid every year, and they say, we won't do this if you give us food. So this is an agreement that they have made. This is not something that has just been thrown on top of their heads, which it might have been more so in the 80s and in the 2000s. I mean, in the 90s. But now they're like, okay, that's cool. We'll just, but they keep breaking it. They've broken their, their agreement 17 times, 15 of which were in 2023. So... <laughs> See, uh-huh. and that kind of amuses me. But I really am one of, like one of those people that sits and thinks, you know, like we better be the good guys because we're walking around telling everybody, you know, well we get nukes and you don't get nukes. We get to build weapons. You don't I, get. To build I weapons. actually have this spot in mind where I say, well that that doesn't seem fair because one of and, the and I the think that a lot. But North Korea says is he's like they shouldn't stop us from being able to defend ourselves. Yeah, and However, it makes sense. The problem is. They are you don't really trust aggressively them. Right. because in September he says, I'm going to start a nuclear war with whoever I want. Well, that's not a really good footing to be on when you're trying to be like, I'm capable. Because he's saying, I don't care if you guys, he, he goes, if there's even a hint that you guys are going to act against us, I will nuke you. And, like, and, and there's a part dumb. of me that doesn't think that that's a bad <laughs> thing. Because like, if you're basically saying, if you attack me, I will come at you with everything I got. Did not. Well, he's saying... He says, if there's a hint, which right. that means it's up to this crazy man to it, decide. Exactly. And not only... But, but if there's a hint, if you actually knew that somebody was going to attack you, like if Ukraine was watching and they saw Russian, you know, building up on their border, and were like, oh, that's not okay, that would make sense to me that you would do something instead of just sit there and go, nah, they're probably just being nice, you know, like you, you just, you just wait till they walk is. into your country. It's too late. I understand. And I did have feelings and thoughts of that direction, but I also think 
everybody knows that North Korea is the most unstable wackadoo country on this planet. I don't know. There's like a couple in the running. No, name another one that threatens to nuclear weapon everyone. Oh, well, even them. Even them, they don't threaten like this. They mostly just threaten Israel. Because they basically said, we're going to kill Israel. That is a story for another day. But there is a connection between Iran and uh, Hamas and North Korea, which I will come to in a moment. (laughs) I know, because don't forget, I am only on October... What, 13th right now, where North Korea threatens to strike first at America's aircraft carrier because it was in the region. They're like, your aircraft carrier is kind of, it was over by Japan. And they're like, it's kind of biased, so I will attack it. And so um, don't forget that the attack from Hamas onto Israel happened on October 7th. So then on October 17th, North Korea denies having their weapons being used by Hamas, even though there is a picture of their weapons in several different countries' weapons. There are some from Russia. There are some from China. There are some from North Korea in this thing, which was my tinfoil hat theory. Do you remember this? Yeah. It was that I said, I think these guys did this to kind of rail up something. Oh, my gosh. I'm putting my tinfoil hat back on because I got so much to say about this. So I had said, I think that they were the ones that pushed Hamas to do this. I don't think it was Iran this time because they, Iran is being so watched that Iran was probably like, hey, China, or China was like, hey, Iran, we'll do this. Like I, and they're the ones who gave them the weapons. Don't ask me how they got there. I don't know, but they gave them the weapons to do this. And I've always thought that turns out it was true on October 17th. They have photographic evidence of this being true. So what I think now that's happening with North Korea, I think they tried to pull the United States and NATO into a war when they went into re- when Russia went into Ukraine so that China would come and save Russia, right? That didn't work. So I think China is aggressive towards Taiwan, who's been in the same symbiotic weird relationship, and now all of a sudden escalates tensions to pull the United States, who is, who is a treaty bound to defend Taiwan, if there is an attack from the mainland. And so they're trying really hard. They're not doing it, but they're trying to pull them in by being really aggressive and flying their planes like feet away from United States planes and pushing their boats feet away from United States boats, just trying to pull them into some sort of war. And when and I told you, it didn't happen. So now I think they're using North Korea to try and pull South Korea into a war because United States is treaty-bound to South Korea to help defend them if they are pulled into war. And I'm like, I'm sorry. All of these countries have a treaty. Israel has a treaty with the United States. Um, Ukraine didn't, so I'm not really sure if that was just convenience or if I'm off base there, but I don't think I am. And so I'm like, I think they're now using Korea to spark up a war, which I will go through this and show you just why I think this, so that the United States gets pulled in and then because the relationship with Russia is increasing with Korea that they're like oh my gosh uh we now have to defend our buddies North Korea and then China will also defend North Korea and get pulled into the war I think they are trying so hard to pull us into a war right now so I will go on (laughs) I have so much you're just gonna have to like push me over because I have so much stuff because right now 
I am like six pages away from the, the today's date, which is funny because I ended last night at 1030. Well, it was tomorrow there. So I had three articles from tomorrow, today, today's date, yesterday. It was the best. So on October 13th, oh, I'm sorry, on October 23rd, North Korea then gives an announcement. And they say that the United States is wholly and entirely responsible for the Israel-Hamas war because they got caught with their weapons. So then he's like, nah, it wasn't us. It was the United States. So then on October 28th, Korea denies that they sent all of those weapons that the United States knows that they sent, which included, to Russia, which included um, tank, anti-tank, Missiles, anti-air missiles, rocket launchers, short-range ballistic missiles, as well as mortars and shells. We have enough information to know exactly what weapons, but this will come back later. Okay. Oh, my gosh. This is why I couldn't go to sleep last night. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, my goodness. On October 30th, the U.S. then promises South Korea 100 nuclear weapons. And the report says that North Korea has a plan for 300 to 500. Now, don't forget, they are not allowed to make any, according to the United Nations Security Council, sanctions on them because they blew up that plane and because they constantly threatened to kill everybody. And then five years ago, they shot a missile over Japan, which put them in a bad place, which they also did. I'll, oh, we're going to get to it. I was say, I have a diagram that shows, like, when they shot them over Japan. Oh, you do? 2017, uh, I mean, they did one in 1998, 2009, and a couple in 2017, and then also some over the islands to the south in towards, 2016 and 2012. Is that towards the Philippines? That's the Philippines. Sound yeah, like. but those are Japanese islands. Oh, over the... the they're just... Uh, are they called Aleutian Islands? What are they no, called? No, that's in Alaska, but I don't remember what they're called, but they're basically down on the uh, southern side of Japan, and... If I understand right, they're also kind of contested by other people. Only a couple of them are contested. And, as well as some of the And it's the north the ones up at the top that come Russia. off of Japan. Those are the ones that are contested by Russia. Yeah. So. But they've shot missiles over Japan multiple times, and they shoot them into the, um, the Sea of Japan frequently. Often, which is in between That's, North I Korea and I think, where they Japan. mostly, how they mostly test theirs. Yes, which is where the United States had their aircraft carrier when they were like, hey, we're going we're gonna to come and blow you up because you're here. So, okay. According to the report, this is a quotation from a koreaherald.com article that I'm going to quote. And I quote, according to the report, the four-step sequential process to commit U.S. nuclear weapons to the south and pressure the north is to freeze the north to freeze its nuclear weapons program will also involve building new U.S. tactical nuclear weapons storage in South Korea and dedicating all part of the nuclear weapons on a U.S. ballistic missile submarine operating in the Pacific to targeting North Korea. The report stressed, if implemented roughly as described, this option could commit to about 180 U.S. nuclear weapons to the Republic of Korea, which is South Korea, security in the next few years, perhaps 8 to 12 B-61 nuclear bombs. Have you heard of a B-61 nuclear bomb? I don't bomb? know what the, di I, the different nuclear bombs are. That is the new one. And it is not as big as Sarbamba. I looked so hard, I can't really tell because the B-61 nuclear bomb has not been 
videoed in any kind of test. I think it's illegal to test it, according to the... Uh, As I was going to say, I think the U.S. quit testing. Yes. I think it's part of the anti-proliferation agreement that they have. And so they haven't tested it, but they obviously have it on a small scale, or else they probably wouldn't be shipping them out. But it's supposed to be a big deal. It's supposed to have... So when Sarbamba explodes, it kind of explodes really far out, but a lot up. And from what I understand, based on the graphics that I saw, which were not great, <laughs> um, this one goes out more. So it doesn't... It's, it's got more one of those artist depiction of explosions. It was, it was just a bunch of different colored circles <laughs> on a map. And I don't know how they prove this when they haven't really tested it. So I'm not sure... But I do know that because Sarbamba was so big, it technically has more um, explosive capacity than the B-61, but I think the B-61 stays lower and thus does more damage. I'm not sure. There. I'm not sure, everyone. And, and I always get to the point where I think, at a certain point, it doesn't really matter that much difference. Uh, yes. Are you going to blow up, you know, 30 miles or 20 miles? Ooh, I, another thing I, that I, I looked know. up is if, the United States uses a nuclear weapon in North Korea, the fallout will hit South Korea if the wind is blowing that direction. So if they I use a smaller yeah. one, it will it will hit a little bit into South Korea. If they use a big one, it'll hit halfway through South North South. Oh my gosh. Blah 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 blah. South Korea. So this is a really weird thing because if you put a nuclear weapon and it, the air is blowing to the north, then you are fallout in China. That, that's what like, I keep wondering terrifying. about. Like, well, not only that, just yourself. You know, yeah. like, guess who the closest country to South Korea is? North Korea. Yeah. You know, if you're going to put nukes on them, there's a pretty good chance that some well, fallout coming to you. Seoul is quite close to the border of North Korea. So, yeah, so it, it's one of those things that it's I know. Like maybe you haven't thought this one out. I didn't. That's just like, blow up North Korea, they're jerks. (laughs) Well, and I can see that, you know, so North Korea has made a threat. The United States and South Korea have matched that threat. And they're trying to overmatch it to sort of scare them into stopping, right? But they're not scared. Want to know why? Because they're best friends with Russia, who also has the most nuclear weapons on this planet. So Russia. They, they, North North Korea signed a defensive treaty with China and Russia in several years. So the U.S. signed one with South Korea right after the Korean War. Right. And it was like six years later or something that North Korea signed it with China and Russia. And they've got the same sort of thing saying, if you come, then... Because can you imagine, though? Oh, this comes up again later. I will re-say this exact thing. What is North Korea bringing to the table there? They do have the largest navy, according to what they say. Well, so there's that. <laughs> not not even just according to what they say, but they have the largest army in the world. <laughs> They're so lucky. They, they can't they, feed them all. Uh, they... I bet those guys get fed. Uh, I bet it's the uh, <laughs> other people. <laughs> I bet it. They're so they have the largest uh, like standing army, but they also basically, I think, everybody they only have of twenty five million people. Yeah. There's no way they have a larger standing army unless they list every single human being. Oh, Sally. You got it. <laughs> Baby Sally. Now they have four years uh, old. <laughs> the, the largest standing army. Well, so I think it shows them as like fourth largest, but what they also do is they have, 
I can't. It's called something like the Working People's Red Guard or something, oh, and yeah. that's basically Everybody. everybody's in it. You know, thirty percent mm-hmm. of their country serves in some capacity, and five million of the people are the the Red Guard, which is if we say so, you're coming up. So that I don't think they do the drills and do whatever. I think they have like one point two million, which is still, I possibly the biggest. Like if you go look, I I was getting my information from Wikipedia. Sure. But if you go look at it, they have, uh, I think, the the largest standing army, if you consider their reserves, and they have almost the largest army if you don't. And they also have, like, on a per capita basis, 30% are part of the, you know, whatever force. But, you know, I think even if you weren't, to, you know, taking in the reserves... They still have the highest per capita, and the second highest per capita is South Korea. So South Korea, which oh, isn't technically mandatory. true, according to Wikipedia, Vatican City <laughs> is second. But if you don't include Vatican City, South Korea has the second largest per capita because they kind of need to match. You know, they need to have something yeah, ready because be there's aggressive. millions of people in the active military for North Korea. Which in a company of or a country of twenty five million is pretty impressive. Well, yeah, I suppose so. I'm gonna move on though because I got so much because we're only on November twelfth and I got we're gonna go forever. <laughs> you guys just like buckle up, get co- cozy in your beds. We're gonna <laughs> blow through this. So on November twelfth, North Korea scolds the United States Secretary of State Anthony Blinken because he's there. He's in North Korea. They're having a meeting because, you know, tensions are high. We're trying to fix this. Um, But North Korea's... Anthony Blinken suggested that there was concern in North Korea's deepening relationship with Russia. And North Korea called that... Those comments irresponsible and provocative. They are not. I mean, they're comments, and you might not like them, but they're definitely not provocative comments. So North Korea denies allegations that they provided weapons to Russia. Don't forget, the United States knows it. South Korea knows it because the United States knows it. But North Korea doesn't know that they know. Now that they have that new satellite, they might know how we know it. But (laughs) they don't know that we know it at this time. And he said later that a strong relationship, this is in the same day. So this is Kim Jong-un. And he says a strong relationship is crucial with Russia for independence and peace. And that the United States needs to get used to dealing with the reality of new ties. Now, what's going on here is already we know there's tensions. We've talked about it months ago, right? Between Russia, between China, between the United States. Well, there are five countries in the United Nations that have veto power. And it's all of those countries who were on the same side after World War II. China, United States, United Kingdom, Russia, and France. China and Russia have been using their veto power to stop sanctions on North Korea. So in May 2022 and June 2022, they started voting against sanctions on North Korea. So the sanctions were in response to North Korea increasing its nuclear-capable missile program, which they said they weren't going to do. And five years earlier when they shot stuff over Japan and they're like, oh, you shouldn't have done that and we won't do that as long as you feed us, right? So the rule is, if you feed us, we won't make more weapons. So the thing should be, if you're making more weapons, we're not going to feed you. I think that that's fair. 
especially when they've threatened to kill those same countries that are feeding them, that they're going to kill them. <laughs> but, well, what I would assume is that China and Russia will just feed them, and they and don't, they should. And they should don't need the anybody else to do it. But they vetoed. So the United States and the United Kingdom and France are paying $240 million for them to have food. Why? Every year. See, this because is what I don't that get. that is what they've agreed to. And the veto No, but there's a two-part of the agreement. If one part of the agreement isn't met, you don't need to do your part. guess who has veto power? Russia and China. It shouldn't Who cares? I agree. The U.S. has veto power, and they can just say, hey, we veto. They used it in the Hamas-Israel thing when the U.N. was like, But if there's an agreement, they can just say, we're not following this. You don't follow your side, we don't follow our side. I agree. So then... But, I don't know. I know this is a distraction, (laughs) but why... I, Why can we not do this? Like, how no. is that not a signal of dysfunction in our government? In well, to me, it's so. Is this is a uh, actually a very good thing when you're looking at what the future is holding? This is a big red flag that you're glad you can see, because if you're like, okay, for reals, here's these issues. Look, here's a flag of this issue. Here's a, you know. So I get it. It's not fair. But they can see it, and it's waving super huge red communist China flag. <laughs> but, but They're all red I over still there. just don't even understand how the U.S. can't be like, okay, we're we're backing out if I you're know. not going to follow your side. Because the way Agreed. I understand it is in 2018 there was a uh, a treaty to do like denuclearization in the Koreas, yes, and they agreed to and, it because and, in 2016, 2018 they were in good relationship with South Korea. And then things, then they just kind of decided, yeah, we're not doing that anymore. And that but. is another reason why all of these people are like, don't put more nuclear weapons in this crazy person's hands. Because when you have a weapon that is that destructive, isn't it a moral obligation to keep it out of the hands of someone who is that crazy? Uh, I, I mean, you can say yes, but it, the I problem I always get yes. is who gets to decide? Because uh, guess what? Let's put it up for a vote for the entire world, and you will you only can. have China and Russia agree with them. <laughs> so, right, you're going to have China and Russia say, but no, only this for is for their fine. own, unless North Korea threatened to use it on China and Russia, and then they're like, you're gone. They there would. is no way if North Korea threatened China that they were going to ex- explode a nuclear weapon that China would be like, okay, you should definitely have more nuclear weapons. It, no way. Uh, it's true. And that's the thing, is I totally agree, but it's one of those who gets to the the side. I do. Me. That's what everybody, (laughs) but but realistically, it's what are you going to do about it? It, And the answer is pretty much, obviously, Don't give them food. They are spending more money making all of these weapons because it also, they also say that they have a hypersonic missile, which means it's too fast to shoot down. It's too fast to see that it's coming. So I was reading something about that. It's not the speed. It's the maneuverability. Oh, is it? So It the, does go like four times the they, speed of sound. They though. have one that goes five times the speed of oh, sound. Yeah. But they said they can still shoot it down, except for how they make them with that maneuver. And so if it's coming five times the speed of sound, you can still say, well, it's going to be here at this time, and we'll knock it out of the sky here. But, but when they maneuver, they're not where, and you can't do the maneuverability. It ones. has the capability to hit any part of the United States. Uh, um, no, I no. don't know if their hypersonics no, no. do, but yeah, yes, they do. Yes, it does. The, and I will get to that in the article down below. 
Because what, yeah, it, it, what I it, saw was so not, they happy. have ICBMs that do it, but they, not their. This is in the next, like in the last few months where they have their hypersonic missile and they tested it and they blew it up over the water somewhere and that it, that even the United States agrees it could that have it hit could. Any, It has like a 15,000 mile radius or something or like path, flight path. Any, and, <laughs> oh, so the UN security Council voted not to uphold North Korea's because of the violation. China's reasoning is that it would be too much of a humanitarian problem not to provide aid to North Korea. China's reasoning. China. This is the same China that Amnesty International accused of starving its own people because they locked them in their homes during the pandemic and people died because they were starving. And then also that has one million Muslim people detained in prison camps in Xinjiang in northwest China. Remember we talked about that? Yeah. So, that, oh my that's why I get it. Like, uh, fascist. The atrocities in, I mean, don't not feed the people of North Korea. That would we, be mean. That would be so mean. How dare you? Which actually, I kind of, in a way, agree because in another it's not article. The people. I, that's about, the problem with a lot of this is that you can get into all this argument. It's not the, it's not the, the North Korean fault. people. It's are probably not like super happy with their no, leadership. No, they've had more defectors this year than they have had in the previous six years. It, it's just that they don't know what to do. You and know, like what do you do? That there's so little food that they have been forced to be cannibals. Yeah, that that's like pretty brutal. Yes, and so, oh my gosh, that's another one that just gets me. Where I think, quit building your bleeping bombs and start feeding your people. Quit defending against nobody who cares about you. No one in the whole world except for these two countries that are using you as a patsy. Nobody gives a crap about you. Feed your stupid people. Feed your people, you dum-dum, instead of making them eat each other. That is insane. And then you, you big fat lard, get up there and you're like, oh, this country is the best and we're the best and, and we're going to blow up everybody. And it's like, your people have to eat each other. So shut up. You're it, a bad man. It really amuses me because there is a part of me that wonders, like, if it's all, you know, lies what it we hear be. about them. I do have that note right next to it where I'm like, I'm but not... what I, what I think, <laughs> like, if it's not lies, if what the U.S. government is saying, you know, about North Korea is true, I'm one of those. Like, why do we let them stay in power? I don't understand. Because if you attack them with nuclear weapons, you've ruined your violation of your. Uh, and I think well, that's the, why they don't you let don't anybody do it with in. Nuclear weapons. It's, <laughs> we don't have a problem with the North Korean people. We have a problem with a very specific small group of leaders. Yes. And this very specific small group of leaders doesn't need to be leaders. Did you know he's younger than me? What? He's younger than me. Kim Jong. Yeah, I'm right, offended that by that. that. So he could be there for what a, a long time. Disgrace to my age group <laughs> he could be there for a long Stupid time millennials. and he's got a sister who is crazy yeah and i know that they're both overcompensating for the fact that they want legitimacy and they don't have legitimacy but when you have a psychopath who wants legitimacy you have a horrible situation and so we talked in a previous episode about whether or not you know where do you hit the point where things are justified yeah and like you said you believe that everyone should rule the way that they should rule and that they should have autonomy, but this guy's cray-cray. He is crazy. And I'm like, yeah, he's nuts. And, and and it's one of those things that in my head, I think, you know, like it, the, the justification is like, okay, we're going to go free these North Korean people. 
is wouldn't that be the nice thing to do? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I don't want to say apparently the answer is no because I know it's so much more complicated than that. Of course it is. But it's all of I, I just can't well, understand <laughs> a lot of the behaviors that that we have is I think either do something about it or you know if you don't then this is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So if you really think we need to do something, then do something. Yeah. Well, back to the UN stuff. They had, the UN committee had been circulating a draft resolution about sanctions for nine weeks. China and Russia would not input any information in those entire nine weeks. So this was planned for at least nine weeks that they were going to block this. And China also used their UN veto power to block UN missions into countries that believe Taiwan has diplomatic relations. So they have stopped any UN help on countries that have that believe Taiwan exists as a diplomatic place. And so I find I that kind of interesting because Taiwan just had elections and yeah. they voted for not, I don't think they call themselves like Taiwan independence, you know, but they're, that's, the guy who's that's essentially not going what they to go for. back to the mainland. Nation. Yeah, they, it was not for anybody who wants to work with China. So on November 15th, Russia, a Russian delegation comes to Pyongyang, which is the capital of North Korea, for those who didn't know, for talks on, and I quote, trade and science cooperation. Oh, because do you know who has the best economic trade and science information? North Korea. And everybody wants a piece of North Korea's trade and science cooperation information. But it is believed that Russia was providing information in North Korea to put a military spy satellite in. Yeah. So the thing that I read, I saw this from multiple places, but one of them was an article from like Al Jazeera, and they were saying that that's the deal, is North Korea provides munitions to Russia. Russia Mm -hmm. provides uh, information about how to get into space to Korea. Which they do in these next, what is it, seven days? The spy satellite is launched on November 22nd. So they come, all of a sudden, seven days later, the spy satellite's in the air. And then the Russians go. (laughs) So this is just crazy. So on the 16th, though, Russians and Korea signed a cooperation agreement for economy and science. It's an official one, because, you know, this is, because if they need this much help from the UN to feed their families, they obviously know what they're talking about economy-wise, right? <laughs> like, can't feed all our people, but man, we're going to help you with economy and science. So on the 20th, November 20th, South Korea warns North Korea to stop doing the, map, the military spy satellite because it goes against all of the treaties and rules that they've made between each other. Okay? So then the 22nd, the satellite successfully launches. On the 23rd, North Korea vows never to be bound by any of the rules that they've made with United Nations, with inter-Korean military accords. So in 2018, you talked about how that was a big year for them. They had a lot of inter-Korean military things that they did to be friendly. So they removed landmines, guideposts, weapons from the joint security area. They created the military buffer zones. And they had all those, you know, buildings built and committees made for the inter-Korean reconciliation ties. So North Korea then announced that South Korea will pay dearly for saying that they shouldn't put up a spy satellite. 
Okay, so here's the country who's promised not to, who's doing it anyway, who's saying, you know what? They've insulted us by telling us not to do what we said we weren't going to do. We're, they're going to pay dearly. So on the 26th, oh, this made me laugh out loud. North Korea has elections. And according to the UNES, U.S. Department of State, there is no such thing as a free and fair election in North Korea. And when people try to go against the status quo, they are murdered <sighs> often. So, <laughs> and they have like a picture of Kim Jong-il, Un, Un, not ill. Ooh, that'd be a scary picture. <laughs> Voting. And I just thought, this is the stupidest. Like, yep, we what? counted the vote. <sighs> <laughs> Mine's the only one that counts. On November 27th, Seventh, North Korean soldiers are seen building a lookout tower in the demilitarized zone. On November 28th, North Korea is sending their military, oh, I already said that, towards the demilitarized zone. But they're sending a lot more. So they have, and they're putting up pictures of it in their um, news. So they're like, oh, yeah, see, we're filling in the demilitarized zone. So on December 1st, the U.S. imposes sanctions on North Korea as themselves, just the U.S., in response to the confirmed spy satellite, because by December 1st, they found out that it is fully operational and it works as a spy satellite. And this is where I'm like, he's like stuck at his computer being like, look at this. Oh my gosh, look at this in America. Like, I bet he is just never changing his clothes, sitting at his desk, constantly on this thing. But they also have this cyber espionage stuff that I went down this little rabbit hole. I don't know how long I'm already taking, so I know there's so much stuff. But it is a fascinating article by the Korean Herald, and it is a December 1st, 2023 article if you want to go down this. And um, so it talks about, I'm going to quote it, among the eight sanctioned individuals were I'm not going to read their names, but also an Iran-based representative of Greenpine, an entity designated by the U.S. and the U.N. for being responsible for half of the North Korea's arms and related exports. So, like, an entity that takes North Korea's weapons and passes them out to people. Okay? So they talk about this cyber group called Kamuski, and Kamuski primarily uses spear phishing targets so it's, um, cyber incur it's a cyber incursion group that operates in Europe, Japan, Russia, South Korea, and the United States. And it, it goes into their research centers, their think tanks, their academic institutions, and their news media and causes problems. But Green Pine, and this was weird because it says it's controlled, controlled by the RGB. I don't know who the RGB is. So... Whatever, you guys might know, I don't know. But it specializes in the production of maritime military craft and armaments and has provided technical assistance and weapons to the Iranian defense-related firms. So this is probably how Hamas got the weapons from North Korea because Iran uses these guys all the time. So it's said, too, that South Korea, Japan, and Australia will impose their own sanctions on North Korea because the U.N. won't let them because of the veto power. So on December 2nd, the U.N. agrees to pay the 20, I mean, $247 million in food aid, which I have a really snarky comment after I won't share due to time. December 3rd, 2023, North Korea says it's only a matter of time until there is a military clash with South Korea. 
and South Korea on the same day sends its own first spy satellite into space via SpaceX from the U.S. Space Force Base in California. So this is the United States saying, here, you can have a satellite so you can feel better. And North Korea knows it because not only, this wasn't even shy. The United yeah. States is like, come to our country. Let us give you this. There you go. <laughs> so on December 4th, Kim Jong-un tells his starving country that they need to have more babies because their population is too low. December 9th. The national security teams from South Korea, U.S., and Japan remind North Korea that it agreed in the U.N. Security Council to abandon the nuclear weapons and refrain from military cooperation with other countries, hence Russia and sending troops to the demilitarized zone. So on December 10th, this one is a weird one for me, North Korea scolds America for vetoing the U.N. Security Council that called for an immediate ceasefire in the Israel-Hamas war. North Korea, who doesn't have a dog in the fight, scolds the United States because they are not being kind to the people of Hamas, whom North Korea has armed <laughs> in some way. And my mind is just like mush at that. I'm like, I don't even know how you turn circles on that one. What? Are you trying to be the morally superior person here? Of course they are. Oh, God. I just barfed. <laughs> so gross. I'm just going on. There's so much stuff. I really, I really just, it was so much. So on December 11th, North Korea accuses the West, so most specifically the United States, of human violations, human rights violations, because they have social evils oh i love that they are now a morally superior country i just appreciate that and on december 12th more russians enter north korea but they don't tell them why they're there anymore and experts think that they could um have something to do with a solid fuel missile that then goes off on december 19th their, North Korea fires its first intercontinental ballistic missile with solid fuel, which means that it's a lot faster and a lot harder. And It's harder to track. Is what, mm -hmm. So that with the liquid fuel, you have to basically fill it up right before you shoot it. And yes. you can only shoot it. But the, and they can see it. They can see you so, doing it. So they can't track where these missiles are going to be fired from or where they're being stored or whatever. But. Kim Jong-un gets up and says, we have this missile to use when Washington makes a wrong decision. <laughs> Shut the far up. He, that is his whole reason that he does this whole show. So on December 20th, and I just think nobody's fighting you right now, man. Like nobody, you are, <laughs> you are the biggest patsy. On December 20th, two things happen. The UN says it has a commitment I mean, the U.S., to South Korea's defense. On December 20th, the same day, North Korea threatens any country that stops it from being able to defend itself. So this is where I was like, oh, I kind of see it, and this is where then I find out about the terrorist designation and the fact that they've agreed to all of these things, that they're agreed to demilitarize, I mean, and to denuclearize. Like, they agreed to all these things. So that confuses me. 
Well, I I do, and this is where I wonder with a lot of stuff because I, um, sometimes when you agree to something, it's because somebody's put you in a corner, and your only option is to just say yes, sir, whatever you say, sir. Yes, but also, shouldn't you also, if you're being diplomatic, say I acknowledge that I did say that, but I did, I do think we're gonna ship things instead of just threatening to kill everyone with your new missiles and, and this i i do kind of think that that's true but one of the things that i always wonder is is he kind of saying that and we only pick the because he will say you know the west has been abusing north korea for whatever and they how though we've only given them all the food that they've asked for uh i don't know and, mm. and part of it i think is that they're uh they don't get the same level of trade you know, so they're like, oh, well, we want to sure. do this. And we're like, well, we're not giving you this. because of You don't get to have, you know, whatever. Keep threatening to kill everyone. Solid rocket fuel or whatever. Because uh, we want solid rocket fuel. No, you can't have that because you're crazy people. They go, well, see, you're not letting us. You'll give it to South Korea. Well, they keep sending missiles over other people's countries. Like, I'm. Yeah. Uh, no, that, and, and that's the thing. I really do think that, that this is a crazy guy. And, and a lot of it, I think is kind of, you know, like, we want to be taken to, you know, we want to be a superpower. We want, you know, whatever. And you guys won't treat us, you know, like everybody else, so we're going to behave like this. And well, I don't know if there's any truth to that, but in my head... It does seem, it gives that impression, for sure. Okay, so on the 24th, of 2023 the united states says that they will that they can see that north korea is commissioning a light water nuclear power plant now a light water nuclear power plant is a power plant that creates nuclear material so they can use it in weapons well that is of course a gigantic violation but i mean north korea did say they weren't going to follow anybody's rules anymore well and they basically came out and said we're going to increase our nuclear weapons by a lot yes so they already have a lot. The estimates are like 30 to 50 or something like that. Is yes, what they which is plenty have. for any country. But And they say they want to get up to like 300 plus. Yes, 300 to 500. So on December 28th, Kim Jong-un calls for a step up in efforts to prepare for war. He says that the United States has engaged in unprecedented acts of confrontation against the country because on the 24th, they made a comment about the nuclear power plant, okay? And it also could be, in my mind, that he's sitting at that computer being like, look at where these ships are. They're all too close. <laughs> On January 1st, Kim Jong-un says that the country is inching towards an armed conflict that could happen any time. And in the article, which is also, almost all of these are from the Korea Herald, it says, if an enemy opt for military confrontation and provocation against the DPRK, which is North Korea, our army should deal a deadly blow and thoroughly annihilate them by mobilizing the toughest means and penalties without a moment's hesitation. And I'm like, nobody, every, what? You are the craziest person. And that's why I think he is the smokescreen for those other two countries. See, and that's the whole, my whole thing is like, honestly, like North Korea by themselves isn't really that concerning to me. Mm -hmm. Aside, oh, no, because he's been a crazy man forever. But what I think is, is when the when the world gets crazy, and then 
North Korea feels like, you know, like the U.S. is spread thin, or there's a, then I do think that they might do something. Yes. Like I think that they know they would get smacked down hard if it's just them. But oh, yeah. but they've got Russia. If you got every week, if you got these other conflicts going on where the U.S. ends up fighting against Russia or fighting against China or fighting in the Middle East and all of a sudden, you know, they're diverted somewhere else, that's where I do kind of think, yeah, there there could be something to and it, this. They're trying to spread it across the entire world in areas in which China will be closed and Russia will be closed and the United States will not be closed. They'll be split really far. You've got stuff happening over if Ukraine, if, if um, Israel, if South Korea, like it would pull the United States away from its central territory towards these other people's central territory. Yeah, and th- and that's actually where I do kind of get worried because there's a lot of it that I just think uh, some of the things he's saying aren't that different than what he said, you know, 10 no. years ago. And But that Russia comes and helps him do it now is... Well, so I think that Russia really is just like, well, we need munitions and these guys will give it to us. I think they're using him as the smokescreen. I think they're using him as the one that says, you don't have any of these treaties you've made not to do this, so you be the one who's nuts. You pull South Korea into that war and pull the United States in and then we'll come. I, uh, so on January 5th, you know those 1,000 containers with weapons? It is now confirmed with photographic evidence that they are using those weapons in Ukraine. So the Russian, the ones that went to Russia. So now it is common knowledge. So then North Korea then shoots 200 artillery rounds into the ocean near the northern limit line. So that line that divides the two countries, they start shooting all artillery into essentially the buffer zone. And Five days later, and he does this for like three days, but on the 10th of January, Kim Jong-un says he has no intention of avoiding a war with South Korea and that he considers South Korea the principal enemy. And then he threatened to annihilate the South if they use any kind of force against them. Though he did say that he was not going to start the war unilaterally. Yeah, and one of the... But if you go look in, in 2010, so they bond, there's an island that um, is part of South Korea that is below that northern limit line, which one of the things that's kind of amusing is that northern limit line ends up uh, jagging up so that more of the islands belong to South Korea. Uh, but they, he, he fired on that in 2010 and killed like four people. And I just think this one was, even, you know, like, I don't think he killed anybody. I, I don't even know if he hit shot at anybody. I think it was straight into the water. But it was near the it same. It was a provocative move island. for sure. Right. And oh, so it's extra provocative if it's by that island. Yeah, so it's by the same island that they had uh, shot into before. And it's really kind of, because I really don't know what to make of any of this. Like, is this just him, you know, is this just bluster and are, are we really I don't even this think close he to... knows yet. I don't think he knows yet. I think he is feeling quite confident that he has allies because he's never had allies before and they are really helping him. And yeah, I, I was going to say, I think feeling... he always had allies because without 
I think China and Russia helping them out, like the, I, I do think that, you know, like the UN sanctions or whatever that China and Russia have been But that's just 2022. Vetoing. What? The first one was in 2022. They never vetoed them before. Well, I don't think they vetoed the the sanctions because I don't think they're there, but I, I think China's been helping North Korea out for a long time. Mm, it's possible. And, and I don't really think that there's anything necessarily new there. I mean, they signed that, like, defensive treaty back in the 50s. So I, I really think that they've kind of had allies. It's just that now the world is kind of crazier and 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 that makes the particularly crazy guy oh, harder to, I guess, deal with. Which is really interesting, too, because there was a... The, the German government just leaked a document supposedly saying that, that Russia has some serious plans this year to um, boost the the war past Ukraine. And it would past actually go through Poland and Lithuania, which are both members of NATO. Well, honestly, I because at the time Ukraine was a, a hair's length away from becoming part of NATO... I think that they picked that timing because I think they thought that they would still allow NATO troops to defend them. And then they could say, well, they weren't part of NATO and they, we weren't supposed to. And that would justify yeah. all of their stuff. So I think this was all very strategic and it didn't work out. And so then they did those others. But I, I, just, <laughs> I know why they want it. I know they want to change the world order. I know all of these things. I just think this is such an archaic way to do it. I think you can create an economy for yourself and you can create, you know, you can use your veto powers in other ways, but to, to threaten murdering human beings because you want an economic advantage, that's very hard for me. I don't like it. So on January 13th of 2024, North Korea disbands a radio station that has had a history of spending, sending spy messages to South Korea. So their station was opened in 2016 during those good times after it had been shut off in 2020, and now it's shut off again. In January 16th, North Korea removes any signs of reconciliation between North and South Korea and calls North, South Korea the primary foe. And the South Korean president, Yoon suk Yul said these comments show that North Korea was never invested in reunification. Which, I mean, he's got to start now telling his people that they're about to go to war. And he has to have a justified reason. So I bet that's why he's choosing that rhetoric. It kind of sounds like uh, if you read their news, they kind of had a, an idea that maybe something was coming. <laughs> On January 17th, Putin takes a trip. Oh, plans to take a trip to Pyongyang. Um, the last time he went to North Korea was in 2020. He did not go on January 17th. He just announced that he was going to go. On January 17th, also, the North Korea Central Television Station had a map that they would do before and after their news shows that would have North Korea in red. They changed it for the entire peninsula in red on January 17th. On January 18th, North Korea said a Japanese visit to a war shrine in Japan was an insult to North Korea because they were United States puppet war gangsters. <laughs> okay? 
<laughs> this throws me back to all of those times where I feel like Russia did this. I feel like China did this, where they're just like trying to um, go as far as they can and annoy as far as they can until someone smacks them back. And so it's their fault kind yeah. of a thing, which they did in Taiwan for China, which they did in, um, oh, God. I, my brain just went blank. But they that's kind of what they do, is they just try and make it somebody else's fault. Or like in Russia, how I said where, well, you weren't supposed to help because you're not NATO. Like, I, I felt that they've been doing that this whole time. So um, on January 19th, this is where they talk about the 196 defections that happened in 2023. Most of them were men. Only a few, one in eight were females. Um, and this is where they talk about the cannibalism, where they interview the people who come, and this is what they say is happening. Now, I don't know how you trust people coming in from North Korea at this time. I don't know how you do that at all, because they could just be spies. Like, how do you trust this? Right. Like, I, I, don't, I, I don't know, because I was reading something said that, uh, I, I don't even remember how many it was, but um, it, it was starting, I think, in like the 60s, but they said that like South Korea had sent hundred, you know, five hundred to a thousand people up into North Korea as spies, and same thing, you know, yeah, vice versa. That's how they got them it, in the radio station? Is they've already been doing this, and and that's where I kind of. And how do you not? Because you speak the same language and you look exactly right. The same. Like you, it's not like yeah. you don't stand out. It's not like if we send an American over there <laughs> or someone from Africa goes over there. Like, like wait a minute. <laughs> So we are getting very close to today because that is January 19th and today is January 19th. And so there are only a few more and then we're done. <laughs> the United States says that the threat between, I mean, the, the threat that is the, between the relationship of Pyongyang and Moscow is a huge threat. This is a problem. And it's because I truly think that North Korea is being used like the little bird cage in a mine where they don't have any power, but they're just kind of being there and they'll be the ones that decide whether or not it's too dangerous. <laughs> see, in the way that I see it, like you'd, you'd use them as kind of like the, a mad dog sort of thing is you get them all riled up, you point them at something and then you're like, oh. Look Sorry about this guy's behavior. I mean, I yeah. There's nothing we can Oops. do about it. But then they never made any agreements except for the ones that they've broken already. But on today also was really interesting because South Korea demanded that the UN break its silence about the provocations of North Korea towards South Korea. And I thought that is an interesting point because here is the UN saying Hamas and Israel should have a ceasefire and and they're saying boo about North Korea and that they're giving them all of this money. Like, there should be something said. Like, I See, don't know. And, and this is where you start hearing people talk about, like, getting out of the UN and the UN is worthless. Is like, yeah. there's times when I see stuff like this that I just think, yeah, it is. Like, what's the point? has veto power against your decisions, it's stupid to be in that group. And, and then when you look at and see, you know, like, 
if the UN's job is to prevent world conflicts and stuff like that, and then they ignore... And they are trying to start world conflicts. Then, then you think, oh, you know, like, yes. if you're just going to ignore this, what do we care? But, yeah, I don't know. Because there's a part of me, like, I was reading something, I think it was on Wikipedia, that was saying, um, I think since, like, 2000, the year 2000, North Korea has said... Um, about 200 times that other countries have essentially declared war on them. And I just think some of this stuff isn't that new. Mm-hmm. You know, they've been saying stuff like this forever, and they just say random crazy, you know, things that, but there's some new stuff to it, and with the rest of the world getting kind of crazy, that's where I start thinking, yeah, there's yeah. something. I, it just feels It's not so just the normal mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. And the last thing that I have from today's news is that North Korea said it tested underwater nuclear drones. Doesn't, wouldn't that be something else? Like, doesn't drone mean it's in the air? But Well, not really, but it, drone, I think, just means that it goes by itself, but when they're it's mostly remote. just air drones. Is that what it was called when, yeah, it was, wasn't it? When they were big and fat and gigantic back 20 years ago you're right and they're gonna have three more spy satellites put up yeah that was their goal this year was to get three more spy satellites into space and to increase their nuclear capacity and their missile capacity Mm -hmm. crazy yeah and and it's pretty crazy and i seriously i don't know like i don't I just think either we should do something about it or we just have to let them do it. I do kind of wonder. So I thought I, it's the best thing to let them just look crazy and to be like, there's no threat. And then silently like be that ready just in case there's a threat. Or if we're just like, you're crazy. Like, what are you talking about? You're nuts. And make them look as stupid as they've been <laughs> for the last years. It, there's a part of me that thinks that that's the way you handle it. Yeah. But I really don't know because... My guess is there's a lot of information that we don't get. That what oh, you hear in the news sure. is not everything. You know, like I'm one of those. I think the news has uh, a bias. You know, like this is what we want people to feel and think. So here's mm-hmm. what we're gonna say. But also the governments have a bias. They're not going to right. release information. Yeah, and and they don't want to number one tip their hand and is like here's all the stuff we know. And mm-hmm. they they don't want to do that. Because when I was looking at a few articles from the State Department, because some of those I did get from the Department of State in America. Yeah. And some of it, like, they're not sounding concerned. They're just like, oh, yeah, this is kind of what it, yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) I read one, and they were like, we still want to keep diplomatic channels open. We're sincere about that. So when they're ready to come back to the table. and and Because when they find out how screwed over they're going to get, when they find out that they are being used as the pawn that everyone else can see that they're being used as, then I think they're going to be pretty sad. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting because my biggest concern really is more of the, they'll just team up with you know Russia and China if there's any sort of world conflict, yeah. which is starting to look more likely. It does. It looks almost like it's impossible not to. So, yeah kind of scary times but true that do you have anything else i did have one last thing where 
there was two 15-year-olds who were found to be watching South Korean television illegally in North Korea, and they were sentenced to 12 years in hard labor camps in North Korea. Which for, really probably isn't that different from what they were doing anyway. But. It isn't. It's just one of those things that, you know, makes them the morally superior country <laughs> to tell us that we are bad because of our social evils. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye.